This is Jesse, and it'd be a crime not to continue with the rhymes on the Prime Time Official Average Boy Podcast. Welcome to episode 44! Uh, yeah. Welcome, everybody. I'm Bob Smiley, a.k.a. Average Boy, and... Jesse, are you okay? I'm just dropping the beats like a farmer at a veggie meat. Word. And I'm thinking of a word right now, and it's concerned. <laughs> no, there's no need to be concerned, Bob. Uh, this podcast is all about trying new things, so I thought I'd try something new for the opener. Uh, speaking of new things, have you heard this joke? Knock, knock. Who's there? Annie. Anybody home? I've only got one response to that joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Yah. Yahoo. Wow, you're more excited about that joke than I was. <laughs> uh, that's a good one, Bob. And I think it was great to try a new way to start our podcast. You know, trying new things is fun. Yeah, but not always. What do you mean? I want to preface my story by saying I am not making this up. Well prefaced. Uh, so what happened? Okay, what I'm about to tell you is going to sound so crazy that some people are going to think I'm making this up. But again, this is a true story. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Okay, imagine a sport where 20 kids run around carrying sticks. They use these sticks to fight over a ball that's made of concrete and, you know, whatever's heavier and harder than concrete. Like like maybe the pizza crust under my bed. I can't speak to the pizza crust, uh, but that game sounds like something that Donnie would have made up. <laughs> that's funny, actually, because Donnie does play this sport. But to get that joke, our listeners might have to go back and listen to some earlier podcasts where I talk about the school bully, Donnie. I'll wait. Let me know when you guys are back. Uh, yeah, podcasts don't work like that, but but you do bring up an interesting point. We may need to talk about Donnie more in an upcoming podcast, uh, but you were saying sticks? Oh, yeah. The sticks are actually more like miniature butterfly nets. The, the sport starts when two guys put their nets together on the ground, and then they try to fling the dangerous weighted ball into the air. Then, after a player catches the ball in the net, everybody chases the guy and tries to knock him down. Did I mention the players hit each other with their sticks? Uh, you did not. Uh, that's probably an important fact to know before you start playing. I totally agree. And the only protection you have is shorts, shoes, gloves, and a helmet, which I guess is okay if you're a big kid like Donnie. You know, Donnie's biggest worry is not hitting a cloud when running down the field. My biggest fear is tripping, landing in the net part of my stick, and being too small to get out of it. Anyway, it's a dangerous sport is what I'm saying. And there's this one poor kid, I assume it's the boy who does the fewest push-ups, who stands in front of a tiny goal and tries to throw his body in front of the ball that attack men are launching at him. Wow. Yeah, whoever came up with that sport clearly has anger issues. Uh, but to me, it, it sounds an awful lot like lacrosse. How do you know about lacrosse? Well, actually, I was a sports reporter who covered high school sports for a bunch of years, so I've watched a lot of lacrosse. And those poor guys end up with a lot of crazy bruises. Well, I wish I would have known that before I tried playing. Wait, you tried playing lacrosse? Yeah, I thought it'd be a perfect sport for me because the word lacrosse is French for the cross. So when my dad asked if I wanted to play, I said, absolutely. I, I should have done more research. Uh, lacrosse has nothing to do with crosses. 
you know, there's cross-checking, but that doesn't mean looking at crosses. It's actually when a player grabs a stick with two hands and hits you with it. Ugh. Ouch. Yeah, and to be totally honest, I, I did think about the cross as I was praying to Jesus that the game would end soon. Well, isn't this game played in four eight-minute quarters? It is, but it felt more like eight four-hour quarters. <laughs> so, well, how did the game go for you? Actually, better than I expected. You know, most players wore shoulder pads. When I tried mine on, my whole body slipped through the hole for your head. So, being a team player, I volunteered to just keep the water bottles filled up. But Coach duct taped a pillow to my chest and told me that I was ready to play. He actually said I was essential. Wow, that's a, a big word, and that's a really thoughtful thing of him to say. Yeah, I thought so too at first until I noticed that we only had 10 players at the game, so I had to play. And honestly, I'm glad I did. You know, once the game started, Trent won the opening faceoff and passed the ball to me. And, you know, being the terrific athlete, uh, I bounced the ball off my face mask and onto the grass. And then suddenly everything went dark. Oh, no. Were you knocked unconscious by the ball? No, not at all. My helmet had spun around completely backwards. I quickly twisted my face mask back to the front of my face and then scooped up the ball with my butterfly net. Nice job. Yeah, now, I should have said this before, but my biggest complaint about lacrosse is that you run the entire time, mostly away from players who want to hit you. So I sprinted toward the other team's sideline to see if they had any spare shoulder pads that were in my size. And and then I heard my coach shout, throw it downfield. So I threw the ball widely into the air. And again, guys, I'm not making this up. The ball soared high into the sky, bounced several times, and started rolling right toward the goalie. And that's when I learned a great lesson. It's hard to beat good teamwork. Oh, so one of your teammates ran up there, grabbed the ball, and threw it into the net. No, not at all. Sarah was in the stands, but she knew the goalie on the other team, so she shouted his name. He looked over at her, and the ball rolled right through his legs into the net. So, that's what you meant by teamwork. Then what happened? Well, two things quickly happened. First, the crowd went wild with cheering. Second... I became a huge fan of lacrosse. You know, the rest of the game didn't go as well. Donnie Stick got stuck in my mask, and he spent the second half chasing me around the field, trying to get it back. Coach actually said that it was the best defense he'd ever seen. That's cool. You know, who knew you'd be so good at lacrosse? I certainly didn't, and it just goes to show, like, if you're not afraid to try something new, then you might find something that you're actually really good at. You know, that's a great story, Bob, and a really great point. But why is it that so many kids don't like to try new things? You know, maybe it's because they don't think they'll like it or they won't be good at it. You know, when I first watched lacrosse, I thought I'd hate it and, and be terrible at it. But once I strapped on the pillow and the shoulder pads, it turned out to be a fun sport where I could showcase my unique athletic talents. Unique as in uh, you're good at catching butterflies? Yes. You know, to catch something quietly and uniquely, <laughs> unique up on them. <laughs> now that's a good joke. Oh, but back to our topic. Trying something new is great, especially if it turns out to be something that you enjoy. However, there are also times when you try something and you don't like it. You know, for example, I didn't think I'd like cauliflower, and I was right. Cauliflower, it tastes sort of like broccoli with all the green flavor goodness sucked out, and, and I don't even like broccoli. Uh, I'm not sure if I see your point. Okay, my point is that you won't always like everything that you try, but you should still try it. You know, like it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 6, uh, it says, In the morning, plant your seeds. In the evening, keep your hands busy. You don't know what will succeed. It, it may be one or the other, 
or both might do equally well. In other words, keep your options open and keep busy. If you try a lot of things, God can open up the door and show you what you're good at. But if you just sit around all day, you'll never discover your true talents. That's true, and that's a really nice use of Ecclesiastes. That's a book of the Bible that just doesn't get a lot of love. You know, there's a time for everything, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. You know, and I'd like to add that sometimes it's hard to try new things because you think you might fail or you might look stupid trying. Yeah, I look dumb all the time. You're not helping. Actually, I am, because I, I really don't care how I look to others. I only want to make God look good. And as I discover my gifts and talents, I can use those to serve him. Again, Bob, I stand corrected. You were helping. That was great. Oh, thanks. And, you know, it, just like I want to help one of our listeners who wrote in on our website with a question. Sabrina S. wrote, Hey, average boy. <laughs> That's cool. That's me. I don't have many friends. I try to get more, but it never works. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear that, Sabrina. Making friends can be hard. You know, one thing I've learned is that it's better to have one or two close friends than just a whole bunch of shallow friends. You know, and one way to make new friends is to try new things. You know, friends connect over common interests. Uh, that's why a lot of kids make friends at church because, you know, they all believe in Jesus. But you can also make friends on sports teams, clubs, or doing different hobbies. Just be sure to make friends who are encouraging and who build you up. The best friends are the ones who like you for who you are. And friendships is one area where you want to be picky. <laughs> Unlike noses. Uh, I'm going to ignore that comment and uh, end this podcast with a good joke from Hudson F. Knock, knock. Another knock, knock joke? Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> okay, I'll play along just to get this over with. Who's there? Frank. Oh, come on in, Frank. How have you been? I haven't seen you in a <laughs> Bob, long... Bob, come on, Bob. You know how this joke format goes. Okay, I guess I could just maybe grab my Jesse joke folder and read one from there if you want, because there's a lot of good jokes. Frank who? This... Frank who? Okay. Frank. Yeah. Uh, Frank you for being my friend. And <laughs> thanks to everyone else who listened to today's official Average Boy podcast, a presentation of Focus on the Family. You know, if you want more stories that will make you laugh and help you grow closer to God, all you have to do is go to averageboy.org and check out Devotions for Super Average Kids, books one and two. You can also find links to subscribe to Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine, where you can read a new Adventures of Average Boy story every month. And if you have any questions, jokes, or comments you'd like to share... Click on Ask Average Boy at averageboy.org to message us. Or you can call and leave us a message at 1-888-465-6595. Just make sure to get your parents' permission before you call because we might use your voice on a future podcast like we did with that anonymous joke at the beginning of this podcast. With a joke that good, you'd figure the person would have wanted to leave their name. Exactly. You're on a roll, Bob. Actually, I'm sitting on a chair. But now that you mentioned rolls, I really could use a sandwich. Ah, me too. My treat. With that, I'm Bob. And I'm Jesse, telling you to always remember, don't be average, be super average. Average.